Welcome to another episode of the Break It Down for Bragging podcast. Today we will hear from Sarah Thompson. Sarah is a member of the Bros and Bras community. Bros and Bras is a fitness and social group in Jefferson County, West Virginia. With a focus on connecting the community, fitness, and healthy living, Bros and Bras has seen success throughout the region. Let's listen to what Sarah has to say about her experience within the group. One. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Kevin. Thanks for being on the podcast with me. I really appreciate it. So, Sarah is, she hangs out with bros and bras and comes to some of the races and comes to some of the outings, but she spends the majority of her time, I think, with a group called JAG. That's Jefferson Activities Group. Now, JAG, as I mentioned before, is a um, kind of a splinter group to bros and bras, and it had to do with the, um, back when we were in a nonprofit trying to gain access to funding. But primarily the Jefferson Activities Group intention was to be a more family friendly style of uh, walking group and that ended up being for the most part just the walkers um, there's not really any running events that uh, JAG does but they do quite a few walking events throughout the week so Sarah thanks for being on here again tell me about yourself you know where are you from where have you lived family you know that sort of thing I am uh, a military brat, which means I've lived all over the country and the world. Um, I have lived in Washington State, Texas, and West Virginia probably the majority of my life. I moved to West Virginia in 2008 to take a government job, and I've been here uh, ever since my husband died in 2012 and instead of moving back to Texas I chose to stay here because I was closer to uh, Arlington. I have two sons, uh, two grandsons and one granddaughter. That's awesome. Um, I remember you were you and I were discussing about living in Texas. Was you into interior design or something like that? No. No? No, when I was in Texas, um, I went to University of Texas, San Antonio. That was one of the things I did there. And uh, I was an investigator. I did security clearances. Okay, I was thinking, what about, was it California? No. I'm confusing you with somebody else, Sarah. Yes, I'm I am sorry not about that, Sarah Thompson. Well, um, yeah, geez, my bad. My bad. I got off track there. Um, how old are you? I'm 60, I will be 67 in a couple weeks. Nice, okay. So, um, when did you get started with Bros and Bras? I think I first came into Bros and Bras in 2018. Um, I was attracted by uh, Sandy Donahue and uh, my friend Danny Harris, who were both involved in it. I didn't actually, I think I, I came in once to walk with them and the problem that I had was that they walked in the middle of the day and my health constraints prevented me from doing that. But in the fall, they started walking at Ransom Civic Center. And I can walk indoors all day long. So that's actually when I joined them yeah. wholeheartedly. If you're willing to discuss it, what are some of your health challenges? Uh, I've had asthma since 2003, 2004, when I was still living in Austin. And when I moved to West Virginia, I mean, I thought Texas didn't like me until I moved to West Virginia. And I think West Virginia is trying to kill me because whatever it is that's out there, it's in, in the middle of the day, which is a lot of times when the 5Ks are going and when the uh, uh, JAG walks, 
that's actually the worst time of day for someone with allergies. So I have to work out before 10 and after 4 in order to accommodate my uh, breathing issues. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, before joining the group, how did you hear about us? Did you find us online or did you hear us through word uh, of mouth? I found, I found you through uh, probably social media mm-hmm. as well as, like I mentioned, uh, I ran into Sandy at a uh, Voices Against Domestic Violence event downtown charlestown and she is the one that talked to me about it and danny harris did and our mayor at the time scott rogers was an active participant but i kind of watched you guys from the side for quite some time before i got up enough nerve to actually go out and uh, and meet them and i discovered they weren't nearly as scary as i thought they were they weren't nearly as physically fit as I thought they were because that was one of my biggest things I thought well these people have got to be extremely physically fit and I knew Danny and I knew he was far from you know (laughs) in the best shape so I thought well if he can do it and I mean that's actually where I started out from if he can do it then I can do it and then when I joined that's when I realized that there was such a variety of fitnesses and sizes and ages within the group that you could just about be anybody and still find your uh, your niche. Now, I realize in a lot of the 5Ks, my goal is usually just to finish the race. It's never, ever been timing because I have no control over what is in the air. So, therefore, I have no control over how fast I can go or how easy I can breathe so many times when there's a 5k with lots of hills like the one for freedom's run at the top of that hill i just come to a dead stop i have to wait i uh, when people ask me i said i left my oxygen at the bottom of the hill and i have to wait for it to catch up to me no doubt yeah wow okay so i love hearing those stories and i feel like i only see danny at the farmer's market i feel like he doesn't come out much in the winter or the Saturday morning run at Black Dog. He moved? He moved to Tennessee. Well, that would definitely make sense why we don't see Danny anymore. Okay. Okay. And, yeah, we know we always love Sandy and Mike. You know, Sandy was – she was a adopter of Rose and Bras very early, back when we were first getting started. And she's very old-school running group. She's been in running groups for her whole life. And uh, we're happy to have her blessing. Um, you know that we're – we work with Dr. Mark – Yes. At Two Rivers Treads. And did you ever approach him about the challenges of asthma and that sort of stuff? Did he have, did he I, have any I, recommendations? I, I did. Um, he actually did my, uh, my stress test specifically related to my breathing because they wanted to make sure that it was, but that my heart was strong. And he was the one that told me about uh, putting tape over my mouth when I sleep in order to encourage nose breathing. I remember that, yeah. And uh, and so I started doing that, and uh, and ap- apparently I'm primarily a nose breather, anyway. But what happens is when you can't breathe very well, your natural recourse is to open your mouth. The problem when you open your mouth is panic can set in. Okay. So many times, what I will do is I will actually place my hand over my mouth to force myself to breathe through my nose which will slow my breathing down, which will uh, dissipate 
the panic. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, um, tell me about your primary walking partner. My primary walking partner is Olivia. She's a, a 14-pound Morky. Um, she's very excitable. Uh, she barks at any other other dog. Uh, people will talk to her, and she's only concerned about uh, other other dogs. But once she knows a way, she will go that way. Like there were times when we do we were doing 5Ks actually in Charlestown, and she knows a lot of Charlestown because that's what we walk. Right. And so when we were going a way that she knew, she would be at the end of her leash kind of pushing me, pulling me along. And whenever we cut down where someplace she didn't know, she would be at the end of the leash at the opposite end. So she would be behind me when she wasn't sure what we were doing. She would be in front of me when she knew what was happening. Like at the end of the, the 5K that we did, the Inwood Christmas 5K, when we were heading up that hill, she knew that we were going up that hill because she'd been down that hill so she remembered she says oh we're going up this hill and she and she barked i think almost the whole way up the hill because no matter how long she walks she always has energy for barking no doubt no doubt and she is a very strong barker she's the size <laughs> of a big watermelon basically <laughs> but she has a personality that's unrivaled and uh what what She's also been in the newspaper, right, from yeah, the she, Tales uh, she's, and Trails? Yeah, she's, she's been in the newspaper twice. The first time was, um, I think, was last year, the first 5K that I went to with with the Bros and Bras, and uh, the uh, Martinsburg journalist was there and took a few pictures of her walking. Cause, so he has, was just fascinated with her. And then I went to another event, and he saw her again, and her picture wound up being in the newspaper so many times people will know her and not know me because even on my Facebook page, my picture is rarely shown where I will show her or uh, I have a 13-year-old poodle that is, she's too old to be walking any major 5Ks, but periodically I will take her around and walk around right. the city. So tell me about your experience at uh, Tales, is it Tales for Trails? Yeah, Tales for Trails, um, there were... It, it's automatically a, a, a animal friendly, a dog friendly, and uh, Jen Bracken had never actually met me, but she knew my dog. <laughs> so when she saw Olivia, she looked up at me and she said, "You must be Sarah." So the dog was identifiable first, and then I was. And usually, if she's anywhere's in a crowd, you're going to know it because she she's a barker she's she she talks i mean at home it's not so much because at, at home she knows to to be quiet but when you take her out the door she's like really really alert to what's going on around her that's great uh, one of the things i love about bros and bras is somehow when you're in the group you're really in the group even if you're not even super active somehow you get recognized at the grocery store or at physical therapy, or at the gym. You and I see each other at the gym all the time, and we immediately were drawn to each other just to say, hey, what's up, high five. It's one of the things I really love about bros and bras. What would be 
What would be something, a story you would share or an experience that really um, is the highlight of your experience with Bros and Bros? I would probably say it was probably, again, the 5K Inwood uh, Christmas 5K that we did. In, this year? Yeah, in December 2019. Uh-huh. So technically it was last year. Right. Uh, and and I had shown up in my tutu and um, my dog was in her tutu. And and I think this was the first time I'd actually had a, a, a group of uh, bros and bras come to greet me. Because before I would do 5Ks, if Sandy was there, she would always come to greet me. And many times she would do encourage me, but there are times when no amount of couraging is going to get me to move because I have no oxygen. Right. And if I can't don't if I can't breathe, I can't move very well. So I will just kind of stop. But the people that run and walk with me know this. They understand this. They kind of watch out um, for me. So they know better than to try to get me to talk because usually when I'm walking, I don't talk. Because I have oxygen for one thing, and but that one was was lots of fun. For one thing, there was all kinds of people in different costumes. There was different dogs, and and the and 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 the spirit of the bros and bras really excited me. I mean, I think for the first time, even though I'd been walking with Jag for a while, I actually felt like I was an actual member of bros and bras. Sure. Well. If that's how you feel, I understand. But we've considered you a member for a long time. Now, if a scenario has gone by where you did not get greeted at the finish line, it's possible we just weren't keeping track of everybody who was out there, which is tough because there's quite a few of us. Yes. And what we're referring to is the particular race she's talking about is the Berkeley County, or South Berkeley Christmas 5K which is held every year, and it's, it's a really good run with hundreds and hundreds of participants, um, both walkers and runners, and it happens right before a parade, a Christmas parade. But when the, when the first bro or bra member comes across the finish line, they catch their breath, they grab a drink of water, but typically they turn around and run back out looking for second or third place. Then we encourage that person as they're coming across the finish line, almost to the extent of running them into the finish line also. Then those two or three people that have finished will go back out as another small band to find fourth or fifth or sixth place, and we run them in. Then the group of people running people in is so big they split into groups of two or three because now we're running somebody in literally every minute, if not more rapidly. But then as... The amount of bros and bras are on the course gets lower, the group of running people in gets bigger. And the next thing you know, the majority of the bros and bras participants at the race are going back and getting the final bros and bras participants and running them in. And it really is delightful to have people encouraging you, even at the toughest part of a run or a long walk like that. So I'm glad you like that. And I'm glad we started that at some point. I really don't know when that actually started, but um, it is really one of the best parts of feeling the affiliation. All right, Sarah, I got one more question for you. Um, what would you say to somebody who was nervous about coming out? I would say that they should go ahead and and come to a couple events, even with their nerves, and uh, yeah, basically, you know, kind of explain how I came in because uh, I figured that with me with my uh, my breathing issues and my arthritis you know it's kind of like a 
I'm, I'm slowly, I'm, at this point in my life, I'm kind of fighting death. Uh, so I'm kind of pushing back on it. And I push back on it by walking, uh, by socializing, by running when I can. Uh, and, and that's one of the biggest things that the group does. And it gives you a sense of, of, of belonging and, uh, and, and it, it improves your quality of life. And so I, I tell people who, who say, you know, they're too heavy, they're too this, they're too that. And I said, I don't, there's not a two in rows and bras. There's just, just, you just get in there and move to the best of your ability. I mean, I really like that no judgments, no expectations part of it. Because, uh, I mean, for me, I'm out there doing the best I can. And some days are better than others. But every day I'm doing the best that I can. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and, yeah, the group is jam-packed with a lot of different types of personalities. And um, it's it's very strange how people tend to stay so positive. It's a place that you can go, almost like an island of positivity. There's very little negativity. There's very little... If there is an issue inside the group, it gets worked out somehow. You know, there's a lot of rubbing of personalities in the group. At the same time, the rubbing seems to be good. It, it seems to be very... A very efficient social construct. It's very, it's amazing to me. It, it always is amazing to me. Sarah, we're really happy that you participate with JAG and with Bros and Bras. We really are. And um, I look forward to seeing you out there. Was there anything uh, I forgot to ask you? Anything else you wanted to add about Bros and Bras? Uh, it, I just think it's a great group. I had never been part of a, a social uh, walking group. For one thing, I usually prefer to walk alone. So when I choose to walk with JAG, I realize I'm probably going to be walking slower. But one of the purposes of, of it is, a social, is the social part of it. And so it, I slow down, and, I, and then I can converse, and then I can connect. And I think that's probably why it works as well as it does, is that the focus may be on the physical activity, but the social activity happens along with that. But since the focus is on, um, on the, the physical, then the differences that may rise up don't rise up because you're busy doing something together, encouraging one another. And so therefore, you know, your political or social or religious um, differences kind of go in the backside. And uh, and because they're they're not that's that's not the reason you're there. You're not there to persuade somebody. You're there to I mean for me I'm there to move. I'm there to get myself up and and going. That's really insightful and a, and a really great point of view. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me. Awesome. I would like to thank City National Bank in Ranson, West Virginia. They have graciously allowed me to record this podcast in their conference room. City National Bank is a full-service community bank that provides an array of financial services. They offer a range of free checking accounts and saving products, savings products for both consumers and business customers. City National Bank also offers competitive low-rate and low-cost lending products for home equity lines of credit, consumer and business loans, including no-down-payment mortgages. I personally bank with Melissa Knott at City National. She truly takes care of my business and personal banking needs. She can be reached at both the Ranson and Charlestown branches in Jefferson County, West Virginia. 
check them out at www.bankatcity.com.